0: Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Those of you that have your Bibles, open with me to Isaiah chapter 37. Isaiah chapter 37. We're going to look at verse 30 and 31. I'm teaching tonight from the subject, no roots, no fruits. Becoming a fruit bearing Christian. Becoming a fruit bearing Christian. Now, when we said, say the word fruit bearing, I don't want your mind to go to apple, oranges, bananas. When we talk about bearing fruit, we're talking about getting results. So, becoming a Christian that gets results. Jesus wants you and I to get results in our life. That's the first thing God told man when he created Adam in Genesis chapter 1. He said, Let him have dominion and let him have authority. And he gave him seed. And he said, Go forth, replenish the earth, and be fruitful. That's the first command. In other words, expand the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Expand souls. Expand your influence. Hallelujah. Take this kingdom and expand it. Take this garden and expand it. And so when we say becoming a fruit bearing Christian, I don't want your mind to. All of a sudden start thinking apple, oranges, and bananas. Think about results. God want me to bear fruits. He want my life to affect other lives. He want me to bear fruit in my family. He wants me to bear fruit in the church. He wants me to expand the kingdom. And that's what we're talking about. So I want that to be your focus as we talk about no roots, no fruits. So let's look at Isaiah chapter 37, and let's look at verse 30 and 31. Isaiah chapter 37 and we're going to look at verse 30 and 31. And this shall be a sign unto thee, ye shall eat this year such as groweth of itself and the second year that which spreadeth, excuse me, springeth of the same. And in the third year ye ye year, sow ye and reap and plant the vineyard, and eat the fruit thereof. And the remnant that is escape of the house of Judah, Judah means praise, shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. He's talking about church, the church. He's talking about the remnant of people. And this remnant, he's talking about the house of Judah, which means praise. He says that there's a remnant that shall survive The King James says, escape. And he just told them to plant and to sow. He gave them instruction. He said, you shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. I want you to look at that phrase. Take root downward and bear fruit upward. Take root downward and bear fruit upward. He's talking about the growth of a seed. The seed we're talking about is God's word. Hallelujah. We know the sower sowed the word. Well, the seed is the word of God. That's how we receive from God. That's the first thing God gave man is dominion and didn't seed. And then he set a law in motion in Genesis 11, I think it's uh, 1.11, which says whose seed is in itself. Every seed has the, the ability to reproduce at this kind. In other words, God put a seed in the apple to produce another apple. There's a seed in corn to produce more corn. He made you and I like that. We have the ability to reproduce. The man carried a seed. And when he plants the seed, we can reproduce other human beings. So this is, when we're talking about taking root downward, and notice he said take root downward. Not just throw, throw a seed down there. He said take root downward, then bear fruit upward. He's talking about a process. A seed always go down before it comes up. And so the seed of the word of God is he likens the seed to the kingdom of God. We plant the seed. So is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed in the ground. And when we cast seed in the ground, everyone can understand, this won't be very practical tonight. Whether you're a farmer, you're planting tomato seed, or whether you're planting cabbage, or whether you're planting uh, collards, it doesn't matter. Uh, You put the seed in the ground. And you don't see anything upward because the seed must go down first. And that's what he's talking about, the process of production, how seeds grow, how we're going to bear fruit. You, you, you must take root, but the key is take root downward because the roots must spread and expand in the ground before there is fruit upward where we can see here on top of the ground. Why? So it can survive the sun. It can survive any type of predators or insects, ants or, 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 or pesticides or anything. The, the stability of a tree or plant or whatever it is is going to depend on the root. That's why we're saying no roots, no fruits. Because if you don't get rooted and grounded, it cannot produce fruit. Why? You must take root first downward and bear fruit upward. Now, when we're talking about planting seed, we use the natural terminology about a farmer putting seed in the ground or the dirt. But we know in the kingdom of God, the ground is our hearts. That's what Mark 4 is all about, the source, so the word. These are they that when they've heard the word, Satan cometh immediately to take it out of their heart. We're talking about the seed being sown in your spirit. The things, the promises of God. Amen. And say it is sowing. When we confess the word of God, when we speak the word of God and confess the word of God over our tithes, over our children, what God says about our finances, then we are sowing into the kingdom. We're sowing into our heart. You don't always immediately see results. And this is where the enemy will fight you the most is during that period of time, during this process where it's taking root downward. You start speaking the word of God over your children, over your finances. Thank God the windows of heaven are open. I believe I receive blessings. There's not room enough to command, uh, uh, to, to, to receive. I thank you, Father. Praise God, I have abundance and no lack. Every favor and every blessing is coming uh, 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 on me, praise God. You've given seed to the soil, and you can't see nothing. That's because the seed must take root. It don't happen overnight. And this is where so many Christians are deceived. That's why the Bible says, Be not deceived. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And so when we sow the promises of God, praise God, we sow the word of God, the enemy will avenge, it will always fight you over your children, your finances, during that time where you can't see anything. That's why a farmer sows in faith. That's why he'll sow a row of, of say. He'll sow a row of cabbage. Then he'll sow a row of tomatoes. He'll sow a row of corn. And at the end of each row, during the process, while the seed is there, there's nothing out there except dirt. But at the end of each row, you know, I've seen this, particularly farmers who, real farmers, some people still do this who grow gardens. They'll take a picture of the seed pack, a picture of tomatoes, a picture of cabbage, a pinch of collar, whatever he planted, and put it at the end of that row. Why? That's a, that's a, that is a visible image of the expectation. The seed is in itself. Matter of fact, your future is in your seed. His future is in his seed. He, he goes out there, and there's nothing in the natural that has come up yet, but he's sown corn, cabbage, in each row. And he's already talking about what he's going to do with the harvest. I'm going to you know, take my son and I'm going to help him get through college and I'm going to buy a new tractor. With all. He's, uh, and all he got is a picture of corn or a picture of cabbage. So what's that? His future is in the seed. Praise God. Your future is in your seed. Your children's salvation. Your, your, your harvest is in the seed. And every time the devil starts saying, well look, Look at that, ain't nothing out there yet. You just go back to the picture. You go back to the word of God, and it reminds you of your future. Hallelujah. My children will be saved. Isaiah 54, 13 says that great shall be the peace of my child. You sold that over the word of your child. But what's happening? Why ain't it happening yet? Go back to that scripture again, because it's taking root downward first. That don't mean God is not working. That just means that seed is going down. And the more you meditate on it, the more you think about it, the more those roots expand. Why? So that when adversity comes, you are rooted and grounded. You can't be moved off of that. That's why so many Christians, praise God, are fainting and getting weary in due season. Because it's doing that, that time when they can't see anything. It's the time when they can't feel anything but they planted the seed, the promises of God over their children and finances, and the devil will fight you tooth and toenail to try to get you to give up on your harvest. But when you understand this principle, no roots, no fruits, then it's just a matter of time, praise God. It's not if, it's when. Why? Because the word of God in 1 Peter uh, 1.23 is called being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed. In other words, incorruptible seed is seed that cannot fail. The word of God will produce a harvest every time. It's called seed, give it time, and then harvest. Genesis uh, 8, 22. While the are remaining, seed, give it time. That's why we miss up because that time process is when it's going down and establish a root system. And you will see the harvest. Most people faint in time. They get weary, they get tired, they get offended. They say it's not working. And that's when that roots are being established and then you will bear fruit upward. So this is a process that once you understand it, it's just a matter of not if, it's a matter of when. Because we're dealing with the word of God, which is called the incorruptible seed. So if you don't have any roots, then you cannot bear fruit. And that's what a lot of people are doing. They want fruit. They want to see their finances change, their children change, but they don't want to take the meditation time to establish those roots. First, Psalm 1 talks about meditating the word day and night, and you will be like that tree planted by the rivers of water near. What's happening? Those roots, the more you meditate by, stripes your heel. He himself took my sickness and bore my disease you 're getting rooted and grounded, praise God, and those healing scriptures you think on them day and night, you speak them out your mouth, you show the word of God hallelujah and and, 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 and so when when symptoms that are adverse to what The healing scripture says, hit your body. You're rooted in ground. It don't matter what you feel. It don't matter what the doctors say. You're not calling the doctor lie. You just know, praise God, that you've sown the healing scriptures and a harvest of healing will manifest. But that's a process. And so I want to put this statement out to get this thing started here. The root system then of a tree will be determined, will determine its stability, and its durability. It's not how much trees up top, it's not how much, how big the bush is here that's gonna determine the stability of a tree. I'll prove that to you. Many times we see tall uh, pines trees, and and man, we go, oh, my God, look how tall that tree is. Look how, and then it may be a smaller tree, even a bush here, and you go, whoo, look at it, and just, you know, uh, subconsciously, you just say, man, my God, look at that tree. Then all of a sudden, a storm come, a hurricane come, and that tall tree that you thought was so immovable, all of a sudden, it comes up, particularly when the ground is wet, like it's been here lately. What's happening? The root system. It was tall up top, but the stability, the durability of that tree was established in roots. And many times we got Christians who got all of these things that look good. The house looked good, siding, and they got a beautiful chimney, and they got a beautiful yard, and they got a beautiful brick, and they got all of this stuff. That house looked stable, but when the storm come and hit that house, it was the foundation of the root system. And we found that, that that house wasn't as stable as we thought. That person wasn't as stable as we thought. So it's not what's on top. It's not the visible. It's the invisible. It take root downward and then bear fruit upward. That's one of what is going to determine the stability of a tree, your life, Christians or whatever. Because the Bible tells us that we are to be rooted and grounded in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Immovable. That's what the scripture says. Therefore. Be be be, be, be uh, unmovable, unbounded in the work of the Lord. Praise God. Look at uh, Luke 8, so we'll know exactly what we're talking about, verse 11. Because when we're talking about the seed, we want to make sure, keep it plain. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. So we're talking about, folks, the word of God. We're talking about planting the word of God in our hearts, like a farmer plants seeds in his ground, and meditating, giving it growing time, giving those roots time to be established, and reaping a harvest. Amen. Praise God. Uh, also, roots, then, must be established first. The unseen. Roots must be established first. The unseen. Then fruit will fall after. Notice a lot of people want to see You know, man, they want to bear fruit. They want to see their children saved. They want to see their finances grow. They want to see their marriage grow. They want to see, you know, and and, and when we're talking about bearing fruit, remember we're talking about getting results. Remember, we ought to go and make disciples of men. My life in 1974 when I first got saved versus now in 2021, I can look back for the word of God, my ministry, my teaching, my calling, has influence other men, women, families, homes, people all over the world. So I'm being fruitful. So we're not just talking about getting your bills paid. we're not just talking about getting healed. we're talking about total fruit, for your life as a seed. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that's why God had you and I born again to reduplicate Jesus in our life. Now you go make disciples. You go praise God and affect other people. You remember Simon Peter? Yeah, he failed and denied the Lord and, you know, tried to cut off servant ear, defend Jesus. He was always making mistakes, but Jesus said, I pray for your faith that it failed not. After you are converted, strengthen the, bro- the brethren. And so many times we can't see the harvest because it takes time. Peter looked like he was going to be a failure. Matter of fact, you know, he thought the cross of Calvary was a failure. He went back to fishing, couldn't catch anything, got drunk out there and thought the cross. But Jesus said, go tell my disciples and Peter. And so that seed was still in him. And on the day of Pentecost, we see the same guy that had been a failure stand up and preach. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. 3,000 souls born again. 5,000 later. Here's a guy that is who's reaping an eight. Thousand member church because he didn't give up. He didn't, why? Because all of that time, everything that looked like a failure, he was getting rooted and grounded. That's why God changed the gender of his name. when He he said, Simon, Simon. Simon mean a reed. But he said, I'm going to give you revelation knowledge and you're going to go from a reed to a rock. I say thou art Peter, Petra. And upon this rock I'll build my church. What's that? He's talking about getting rooted and grounded. And then we all have had failures in our life, but when we don't quit, there is a harvest. There is a day. And once you understand this process, you'll never quit, you'll never give up. So then, then the roots there must be established first, the unseen, and then the fruit will follow. Now, I had a scripture reference here. I, I don't see it up there. Maybe I didn't see it, but... Mark 4:22. That's 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 that song. We'll, we'll we'll pull that up, and yeah, they'll pull it up downstairs. But I'll go on and quote it because he said it take root downward and bear fruit upward. And Mark 4:22 is talking about the source, source, the word. It's talking about how the seed of the word of God will produce. And there's Mark 4:22. The King James says there's nothing hid that it shall not be revealed. For there is nothing here. See, when you, when you plant the seed of the Word of God and bury it, it's hid. It's like, oh, my God, that's what the devil. Hey, look at your child. Look at your father. It's hid. You can't see the result, but that, that don't mean nothing is happening because it's taking root downward. And he said there's nothing here that shall not be manifested. Those colors are going to manifest themselves. The cabins were manifest. It's here now. You can't see it. Those scriptures you're placing on on your honor, you find it. it's here. This building was here. These cameras was here. When I first got saved and born again and God started calling me into the ministry and said, build buildings, I-, I couldn't see buildings. I couldn't see pews. I couldn't see cameras. I couldn't even see people. It was all here. All I had was one promise. What God told me, I've called you. Build this building. Go make disciples. But I held on to that word of God. And he said, there's nothing here. The vision is hidden. When God first promised you, son, you don't see it in the natural. Write the vision. You are upon the tables of your heart. Do it, tatter, wait on it. It's inside you. But in the end, it'll speak for itself because there's an appointed time. And so there's nothing here. That's when the devil will lie to you. Look at your finances. Look at your home. Look at your car you drive. Where's your money at? Look at your kids. No, it's here now. But why? That don't mean nothing's not happening. That's when God, that root is taking root downward. And fruit will come after. It will manifest itself. And there's not anything kept secret that shall not come abroad. So that's so very important. He was talking about how the word of God, you know. And, 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 and the more you... Stand on that word. Over the years, as things begin to manifest, the first building, first sanctuary, the family life center, you know, all that stuff was here. It was in my heart. That don't mean it didn't exist. It just mean I had it in seed form. Hallelujah. But there come a day, everything God has promised you, he said, it will manifest itself. To manifest means be brought to public view. There's the day you will see your car paid for, you will see your house paid off, you will see your minister debt free, you will see your children say, everything God has promised, hallelujah, through the promises of God, that incorruptible seed, it might seem like it's here but there's nothing here, when you hide that scripture in your heart, thy word have I hid in my heart, that's the ground, that I, you hide it in there, you hold on to it, it will manifest itself, because it's an incorruptible seed, now what you do let, let's, let's Let's go to Mark chapter 4. Because people are trying to get fruit. They want results, but they don't want to take time to meditate and establish roots. So that's why I'm calling this No Roots, No Fruits. Amen. You might manifest quick fruit, but if there's not root to it, it's going to die. Because root is what sustains the tree. It's what sustains the plant. It's what sustains the fruit. That's what absorbs the water and brings the nutrients out to the branches. We'll get into that more just here in a minute. Mark 4. Mark chapter 4. The gospel of Mark chapter 4. Let's look at verse 14 through 17 here. Now notice he says, shall take root downward and bear fruit upward. And he said, this is the, the house of Judah. So you say, well, Pastor, what am, I, what am I supposed to do until I see my children's salvation, until I see my debt cancellation, until I see manifestation? That's why he said, shall take root to the house of Judah. Judah means praise. You praise God when you can't see nothing. You praise God when you can't feel nothing. You, get, you be like Abraham. You give glory to God. Isaac is just in seed form. The Bible says his body is dead. Say womb woman's dead. Everything might look dead. But the Bible says he began to give glory to God. Because he knew. He, the Bible says he staggered not at the promises of God. Through unbelief but was strong in faith. Giving glory to God. So until you see manifestation. Until you see praise God. The manifestation of everything God has promised you. You give glory to God. Because the seed is taking root. Hallelujah, it's a process. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear because the harvest will come. And I'm telling you, this is where many people are, be, are, are, are getting weary and getting to see. I ain't seen nothing. I've been coming to church. I've been tired. I've been confessing the word over my children, my finances, my God just seemed like. No, 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 no. Give glory to God. That's why he said that the house of Judah, Shall escape that means praise and the house of Judah. Judah means praise, you praise God. Why that? Why you can't see nothing, you can't feel nothing because you know God cannot lie and we're dealing with a covenant that cannot be broken. Matthew 4, look at verse 17. Well, now let's start with 14 through 17. The sword, sword, the word. Now that we know we're talking about the word of God, and these are they by the wayside when the word is sown. Now, remember, it takes root. Down with it, bear fruit up with. When they have heard, heard what? The word. Satan cometh why? Immediately. He coming, not next week. He's gonna attack that seed. He's gonna attack the root. He don't want you to get rooted and grounded. He's gonna mess with your family, mess with your body, mess with your job situation. Hey, that ain't working. He comes immediately to take away the word that was sown in their heart. So now we're talking about what's hidden in your heart, the vision, the word of God, the promises of God. That's the ground. That's the production center. And these are they likewise when he ha- that are sown on stony ground when they have heard the word. We all hear the word. Some of you home streaming now hearing the word concerning healing, hearing the word concerning your finances, hearing the word concerning your children. Why is it that one person get one result and someone else getting uh, uh, another? Because it's not the word. It's the ground that it falls on. Notice, he says here, he says, they heard the word and immediately received it with gladness. Glory be to God. Preach, pastor, preach. I'm healed. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I don't know man nothing but the love him. Well, all that is good. That's part of it. You thank God the joy of the Lord is your strength. But here's the problem. They receive with gladness, but have no root or root in themselves. They're shouting, hollering, praising God over something that, that it haven't taken root in them. It sounds exciting. It looks exciting. That's why you see people come to church and they have seasons. And then someone be jumping and hollering, but it's just emotionalism. They haven't taken the meditation time, the study time to get rooted and grounded. Notice you have, have, have the roots in you. You can't live all what's in the preacher preaching it. They have no root in themselves. They have no root in themselves. The Bible says the, the, if you're going to get rooted and grounded, the measure of thought and study you give to the truths you hear will be the measure of power and and, and virtue that comes back to you. And that's what happened. Many times people don't go home. They don't think nothing else about what I talk. They, they, they shout it during the service and that, that's the last day of a little visit with that scripture. And they think they're rooted and grounded because of emotion, but they have no root in themselves. And notice what happened. Afterwards, he said they endure how long? For just a little time. You don't have to go home. Hallelujah, that don't mean you got it. You're going to still meditate those scriptures. Give thought and study to those scriptures. Afterwards, when affliction or persecution arises for what? The word's sake. Immediately, they became offended. Notice persecution and affliction arises for what sake? Because you got on a nice suit? Because you're driving a nice car? No, the word's sake. The devil don't want you to meditate in that word. Why? If you keep meditating and stand with the word of God, you're going to get rooted and grounded. So he's going to attack the root system, the root, the seed. The seed is the word of God. I don't care nothing about you shouting, dancing. There are a lot of people, get the church all hot, running, shouting, let their hair down, praise God, hallelujah, and they think they, they, they got it. No, 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 no. The devil don't care about you praising God and running around and all that. He don't like it. He's interested in what you're going to do after you sit down, after you go home, after we quit streaming tonight. How much time are you going to give to this teaching? How much thought and study? Because if you don't have no root in yourself, when persecution, when sickness hit your body, when lack hit your house, when the coronavirus and symptoms hit your body, when all of this, if you're not established in healing, established in the Word of God, You will only do for a time. And the devil said, I don't mind them shouting (laughs) if it's just for a day. I just don't want them continuing in the word of God. Why? St. John 8 verse 30 and 31 says, did Jesus make these words to them that believe? If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. You'll know the truth. And the truth, the word, will make you freak. So the devil don't mind you doing something one, twice. He just don't want you to continue. Long as it's for a time. Hallelujah. They think they got it. Praise God. But they're not rooted in ground. They don't have no root in ground. They're not have no root within themselves. And they endure. But for a time, And when persecution, affliction, pain, sickness, disease, lack. Amen. Adversity come. It's not what's on the outside. It's how rooted you are on the inside that's going to establish and make you stable, praise God, under pressure. So then Satan put this up. Well, and now actually, 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 I want you to put up verse 16 and 17 on the Amplified. So we'll make it plain. And in the same way, these are the ones sown upon stone and ground. Those who, when they have heard the word, whoo, pastor, preach, glory be to God, At once, receive it and accept it, welcome it with joy. Wasn't that powerful? And they have no real root where? In themselves. The the root, it's not, it haven't taken root downward. And that's the problem. So they endure for just a little while. Then when trouble, adversity, persecution arise on account of the word that they heard, immediately they got offended. I want my money back from this tape. This stuff don't work. Can I get my tithes back? I've been tithing all week. for two weeks. I ain't said no, 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 no. Ain't. What you mean? You, you become offended at God and the person preaching it because they're displeased, indignant, resentful, and they stumble and fall away. I'm going to tell you something else they're not rooted and grounded in. They're not rooted and grounded in love because they never would have got offended. There ain't nothing wrong with God. Why, God, let me lose my car? Why, God, I lay hands on my baby. she died. Well, you were rooted and grounded in the Word. God does not fail. Ain't nothing wrong with the Word. Ain't nothing wrong with God. There's something wrong with the ground. Because if you spend time in the Word of God, and I'm going to show you that, I'm going to say it now. Jesus said, if you abide in me, if when it becomes a lifestyle, and, and let my words abide in you, you can ask what you will. You're, you're going to bear fruit. It shall be done. So there's a broken connection there between you and Jesus because what flows out of the root will go out into the branches. And if there's healing in the root, healing will flow into the branches. You're just not spending another time or you're letting other things get in the way and causing you to get disconnected from your source. Praise God. So don't get offended. Don't get mad. The word works. To all those that work it and spending time in it. You got a labor to end in the end the it. You got our labor is in the word of God. What do you think I just do? Just preach this out of memory? No, I've been in the word today. I've been in the word. I just don't went into a problem. Come every day. I got CDs going. I got M3, 3, MP3 players in my ear. I got something for At nighttime, my wife, we live like this. It's a lifestyle. Give us this day, Lord, our daily bread. Every day. Come on. That word is spirit, daylight. life. The same way you feed your physical body, you must feed your spirit. Why? To get rooted and grounded. Why? A storm is coming. Adversity is coming. And it's not about your car. It's not about your suit. It's not about uh, where you live and all this, all this outward stuff that's going to determine your stability. Do you have root within yourselves? They got offended, mad. I ain't coming back to church. And then they begin to blame God and blame the preacher. And all the time, it was on them. There was something wrong with the ground? I could go on and teach this, but he he went on and talked about it. I'll just share a little. He said, "These are they that 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 are sown on stony ground." And then he talks about those sown among thorns. He said, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things enter and choke the word, and it becometh unto fruit. What you've been letting in your heart? That's what the Bible tells you in Proverbs 4, 20, uh, 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 22, 23, 23. Protect your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. What you've been letting? I mean, you know, you've been watching his fables on television, all oh, you've been listening to lies, you're offended, gossip, all of that stuff. It's choked the word. You're not protecting it. The word works. So how is it gonna get rooted and grounded when you got all of these adverse things that you're allowing in your spirit on the ground? That's just like trying to plant. Something in poison ivy and weeds. No, the ground is already too many other things there. Foreign subject objects and foreign weeds. And, and you expect the harvest and people get mad. I've seen it. Or jealous. Why God bless them? Why they got nice nice car? Why? Because they're spending time in the word of God. And now they're bearing fruit upward. You ain't seeing that out here because you are not. You're not. He's the reward of them that diligently seek him. Praise God. So then Satan cometh immediately, put this up, to attack the root system. You must, you must, you must have roots within. They had no root within themselves. Yeah, they could shout. They could dance like James Brown. Do the mashed potato. Woo, look at them dance. Hallelujah. They can sing, tie the church up. But they ain't been no time in the Word. See, we, we think all of that stuff, they got to be rooted. Why? Because they ain't saying Or even preach. You can be preaching out of memory. Hallelujah. When you're rooted and grounded in the Word of God, there's going to be something called an anointing that goes beyond just, just. it strikes your heart. It changes. me. That's what the anointing does. It removes burdens and destroys yoke. When there's anointing, you've been spending time in the Word, you're rooted and grounded in the Word, you're speaking out of the abundance of your heart. And so if someone is sick, if someone is depressed, if fear has gripped someone, when you're preaching under the anointing, the anointing removes that burden, praise God. You cannot substitute the anointing. There's a difference between artificial fruit and real fruit. We're talking about no roots, no fruits. And if you stay connected to Jesus, you're going to see results. Hallelujah, Praise God, praise God, so Satan attacks the root system. He don't mind you jumping and shouting long as you don't <laughs> you just only do it that one time to leave that word along. He don't mind you taking notes no, long as you never look at them again. He't mind you reading your Bible as long as you don't meditate in it and, and you know that Bible. You be in that, yeah. He, he he fears. He said persecution, affliction, for the word's sake. He'll let you watch television all day long. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Watching your favorite shows. They don't have to be simple shows. But you're not going to get any fruit out of that. Amen. I want you to look at St. John's Gospel, chapter 15. St. John's Gospel, chapter 15. So we're talking about becoming a fruit-bearing Christian, or a Christian that gets results. Amen. That's the name of the game: results. You can't argue with results when the person standing there healed. When you standing there with your title to this and that is paid in full. I mean, results speak for itself. Jesus said, "If you don't believe me, then." Bleed the works. He's talking about the fruit. Hallelujah. Praise God. The results. Now look at St. John's gospel here. And I want you to look with me at at, at at (laughs) chapter 15. St. John 15. And we're going to look at verse 4 and 5. And verse 7, abide in me. Abide means to live, settle down. It don't mean just every now and then read a little snatch out your Bible when you got time, when you, you know, you ain't ain't nothing good on television, so I'm going to think I'll just get a, a, you know, a promise out the, you know, the promise box. No, abide is a lifestyle. And I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine. Let's use another word. I'm the root. And ye are the branches. And he that abides in me, and I in him, here we go, we're talking about The same shall bring forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. I can lay hands on you all day, but if I'm not a I can't heal anybody. Jesus is the healer. He just say lay hands on sin, but I got to stay connected to him. I can pray the prayer faith for you all day. I've never healed anybody, delivered anybody. It's always Jesus. Without me, you can do nothing. He's talking about the word of God. Hallelujah. So this is a lifestyle. And then in verse seven, he makes it plain. If you abide in me, and my words, my word, not word, I got a little word in it, words, words. This whole book, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. My words abide in you. Then you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done. In other words, now you see, you see a prayer life that's becoming affected. And, you know, verse 8 wasn't in there, but it's good. We'll read it anyhow. we in. In my father, here is my father glorified that you may bear much fruit. So you're my disciple. That it what listen, the disciples, when Jesus went back and ascended to the right hand of the Father, those that walked with him and talked with him and spent time with him, the same works Jesus did in the book of Acts, they begin to do. They begin to bear fruit. Matter of fact, the church began to grow. The multitudes uh, of, of the disciples, they increased. Praise God. They begin to the same thing that the man at the beautiful gate, Jesus. Such, such as I have, give out thee in the name of Jesus, rise up and rise. They're bearing fruit. Everything. In other words, Jesus, it's a lifestyle. And there are people trying to get fruit with no root. Let's look at this from the Amplified. I'm going to take this further. Because the Amplified opens it up. Dwell in me, and I will dwell in you. Live in me, and I will live in you. Just as no branch. Now remember, we're talking about fruit with the branch. He said, I'm the vine, I'm the root. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without a body. Now, this is what we discover. We think we're abiding. body. Look what it said: being vitally united to the vine. Vitally united. You know, that key word, vital. When I think about vital, you know, I think about vital organs. What's a vital organ? You can get a toe cut off and live. You can get a finger cut off and live. You can get an arm cut off and live. But if your heart is punctured, that's a vital organ. If your brain is damaged, vital organ. But particularly your heart. So God, Jesus, the word, must not become an option. It's a necessity. If your doctor told you, that you're overweight. And if you don't lose 20 pounds in the next 30 days, you're going to have a heart attack. Because there's plaque in you and say it's vital that you eat right But You'll do whatever it takes. Now, if you look at it, as vital. Now, if you just don't care about your life, you want to die, you'll keep eating fatty foods. But you'll change your lifestyle. Why? It's vital that I do it. See, we, we get in the world when we have time. Jesus said it's got to become vital. There are certain things vital in my life. The word of God is vital. It's priority in my life. I can live without a lot of stuff, but I got to have the word. That's why I like being vitally united to the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. You're not going to get results. I am the vine. You are the branch. Whosoever lives in me. It's a lifestyle. What you going to do? When you're not in church, you're at home right now. How much time you spend in the Word Today, how much time? Did you fellowship with God? Because that's how you're going to get rooted and grounded. He that lives in me, and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from, there it is again, vital union with me. We haven't made the word of God vital. We think it's an option. Some of us go, other than you, you might, some of you don't even want to stream. at me, you know, <laughs> I'm out here doing the teaching and preaching. You so late, you won't even mash a button to stream. Why? It's not vital. Why? Well, I, you know, I got to do this, but I got to do this. See, it's not vital. And so you wonder why you're not rooted and grounded, why you're not getting results. The Word of God is vital to me. It's got to become vital. David said, as their heart ah, 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 panted after the water broke, so panted my soul after thee. A lot of us during this pandemic has gotten lazy. And it has nothing to do with your physical appearance here. It don't matter. How much time are you spending on the word of God? How much time are you getting rooted and grounded? How much time are you meditating the word of God? Is it vital? Or you just going and, and then at the end of the day and, and when you're tired, you've been shopping and picked up the kids and went to soccer practice and took this and picked up your clothes out of the cleaner and ran to the mall and went to the grocery store and then you're all tired and well and you might some of somebody, now you won't give God two minutes and you wonder why you're not having major success. Well, it's not vital. When something is vital, my God, you're protected. I mean, in the natural, I use the heart. They'll tell you, you know, exercise. Don't eat fatty foods. Why? Because plaque is going to build up even, you know, and, 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 and it could cause a stroke. It could cause a heart attack. Why? That's vital. You know, you might, it's not like a flu or, or a stump in your toe. The heart is vital. The word of God must become vital. And when it becomes vital, that's when your life begins to change. That's when my life began to become extraordinary. That's when buildings began. When, when I had this lifestyle if you live in me, it wasn't just something that I did when I thought about it. No, it's a lifestyle. Every day, praise God, is vital. Just like air is vital. Water is vital. He said, cut off from vital human me, You can't do nothing. Look at verse 7. He says, for the fruit uh, if you live in me and there it is again. God's trying to tell us something. Is it vital? I'm going to ask you. How, how, what is the priority of the word of God in your life? Because I'm trying to show you based off of the time you're spending with God and the fruits, the impact that you have in your life, there's a direct link to it. Is it vital? Often do you get the word of God every day, this week, today? Like I said, is it vital? Because there it is again. If you live in me, Abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you. Continue to live in your heart. Now, this is where your prayer life changes. This is where you begin to get results. We're talking about getting results. Ask whatever you will, and it shall be done unto you. Why? Because the word is his will. And when your will and God's will become one, that was the key to Jesus, the success of his ministry. Not my own will, but Thy will be done. He said, if you abide in me in my words, that's God's word is his will, abide in you. You will ask what you will, and it shall be done. Why? You're praying the will of God. You're praying the word of God. God said it. Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, they're not my own words. Whatever I hear my father that I speak, he does the works. That's why he got results. And if you want to start seeing results in your finances, in your home, in your giving, in your marriage, in your children's lives, you if you want to see your provides become powerful. He said the key is getting rooted and grounded in the word of God. And it starts with saying the word is vital. Lord, I repent. I've used your word as an option. I just waited the trouble come and then I want to go find the scripture. But now, I'm going to get in the word of God, not just on Tuesday night streaming. I'm going to spend some time tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, my, every day. Give us this, uh, this day, Lord, our daily bread. And I'm telling you, that's the, you know, people see and pastor and, oh, he's blessed and all this stuff going on in churches and debt cancellation and Dress nice and family's doing good and he's on television and all and they, they want all, they want result, but they don't, they, they don't want to pay the price. It's vital. When something is vital, it's on your mind all the time. It's not an option, it's a necessity. Lord, I, Job said I've esteemed thy words more than my necessary food. Then you ask what you will. Put, put, put up my statement here. I want to show you something. So then, keep vitally vital union with God. His word. See, this ain't no secret. Barren fruit is directly. How much time do you spend with God? Because when your will and His will become one, then you can pray His word, and it's going to be done. Why God is going back His word. That was the key to Jesus, the success He had healing the sick, raising the dead, getting his presence, he said, Father, I thank you that thou hast heard me and that you always hear me. Why? Because the word of God was coming out of his mouth. That's when fear leaves you. You're not afraid to pray for cancer. You're not afraid to believe God for that cancellation. You're not afraid to to grab hold of the promises, of God. Why? Because you are so rooted and grounded in that scripture, it has become one with you. And you will bear fruit. Yeah, if if he become vital. I want to show you something here. You got to stay connected. Look at Romans 11:16 16, and then verse 18. Because he said, I'm divine, I'm the root. We're talking about no root, no fruit. And you are the branch. So whatever is flowing out of Jesus, if I'm a branch and it's an apple tree, that sap is flowing into me. If healing flowing out of the Jesus, healing flowing through me. If power is flowing out of Jesus and anointing, it, all I got to do is stay connected. For if the first fruit be holy, the root, then the lump is also holy. And if the root, Jesus is the root. He's the vine, the root of Jesse. Hallelujah. Be holy so are the branches. Now, wait a minute. He said on the branch. So if I stay connected to him, I don't have to try to live right. His nature is flowing out of him into me. His love, I don't have to try to love. I don't have to try to forgive because holiness is just simply having the same mind as God. I'm going to think just like him. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. And we're talking about no roots, no fruit. So if I'm going to bear fruit, in the branch in our life. I want my life to be extensive of Jesus everywhere I go. Hallelujah. Where I can I can expand the kingdom of God and help other people and cancel death and heal the sick and do everything Jesus did. And, and praise God, you know, bring deliverance to mankind. It's just a matter of staying connected Because whatever's in the root is gonna get out in the branch. Now look at verse 18. Boast not against the branch Woo! look at my car look what i've done look at this church look where god has blessed me look what all i i laid hands on the sick, and my god everybody fell i spoke the wait a minute now wait a minute jesus just said without me you can't do nothing boast not against the branch but if thou boast this is what he said thou bearest not the root you ain't carrying jesus but the root, but the root D. Can I make this plainer by putting it in the Amplified? This verse right here. Do not boast over the branches. See, we can't take no pride in anything we've done, anything we own. Listen, it's only because I've been connected to Jesus, all the results. In my life, everything that I pray, everything God has done, the buildings that's been built, the equipment, that, the lives, the family, everything that God has done, right down to the house I live in, the clothes on my back. I got to give glory to God. I just will stand connected. That's what I'm trying to show you. He says here, don't pride yourself at their expense. If you do, if you do both and feel superior, remember it is not you that support the root, Who's the root? Jesus. But the root that supports you. Thank God. There's many times. I don't feel like preaching. I don't feel like going. But, but I, dep- I just stay connected. And the strength that's coming out of root, whatever's in the vine, come out of the branch. Revelation knowledge. Jesus is my wisdom, my righteousness, my sanctification, my redemption. I don't depend on my mind and my ability and mine on it. All I do is stay connected, spending time in this word, and the root will carry me. The root will support me. When I want to quit, when I feel like giving up, the roots, because I've taken time, and the root, I'm so rooted and grounded in him. That's why I bear fruit. Everything you see in my life, I got to give glory to God. It's because of his support, his wisdom, his knowledge. He made me a success, and he'll do it for anybody. God wants us to be fruit-bearing Christians. But you gotta understand who supports who. Most people forget about the Lord. My car, my ministry, and I laid hands on the sick. And you, you can't heal nobody. It's the root, it's the anointing coming from him. Someone give you praise or you know, thank you because of any good thing you've done. Give it to, give, give the praise to Jesus. Hallelujah. Because I'm just rooted and grounded in him. Particularly during this pandemic, we found out what people were rooted and grounded in, what people really believe in. And it's time to get in the word of God. Hallelujah. Thank God for the vaccine. Thank God for all the members and folks of you that's getting vaccinated. And our confidence is building. And folks are getting, and it's good. I'm all for the vaccine. But you know what? What's gonna keep me well is being rooted and grounded in Jesus. Those healing scriptures, praise God. Amen. Take the vaccine, do all of that, but thank God the stability of my life is, is, is of, of the branch is the root. And it's the root that supports. I don't support the root. So once you understand this, it keeps you humble. Jesus said, without me, you can't do nothing. Praise God. So you got to keep your vital union with God. You got to spend time with him. You got to meditate in the word of God. Stay with him. And last of all, I want you to look at Job chapter 14. Because what the enemy will do, now, as we go to Job chapter 14, I want to remind you that it's not only the root that bear the fruit. Some things you want removed out of your life. Some things are called mountains, sickness, and disease. And many times we're speaking to symptoms, and those symptoms come right back. I rebuke this cold. I rebuke high blood pressure. I rebuke that. And why do it keep coming back? Because sometimes you have to do the opposite. It is not a matter. It's, It's a matter of you being rooted and grounded in Jesus and speaking to that thing from the root. You remember Jesus when he was going in Mark 11 into Bethany? The Bible says he saw a fig tree. And he came up to get fruit and he. It didn't have any fruit on it. That fig tree was a lie. It was a deception. He cursed it. He said, no man eat. Now It's about results. Now. No man eat fruit thereof. And he just kept going. He kept going. The Bible says on tomorrow when him and his disciples heard it, when they was coming out of Bethany, they said, how soon that the fig tree that thou cursed is withered from the root. So a lot of times the root of sickness, the root of disease, the root cancer. when you are full of the Word of God, you can speak to the root and it will be thou removed. And it's the exact opposite of what we're saying. You're saying, "Well, ain't nothing happening up here." Yes, it did because I cursed it from the root. I cursed that sickness from the root, and so the, it's taking root down. It took time, actually 24 hours before they saw the results up here. And many things you've spoken to, what you don't desire in your life, sickness, disease, lack, curse it from the root. Speak the word of God. And in the name of Jesus, praise God, it will change the fruit up here. It will remove it. So there are some things we bleed God for in our life. Other things we want removed. But you still got to be rooted and grounded in him to get the same results. Because they said, "Woo!" how soon Jesus said, look, any of y'all have faith in God? whosoever shall say, you can do the same thing if you're going to spend the same amount of time in the Word of God I spend. If you're going to go into the mountains and pray and spend time with fellowship with God, you can do the same thing. They're undesirable in your life. So that's the flip side of what I'm teaching. Because a lot of people speaking this stuff, ain't nothing happening. Yeah, but I die on you. I take authority of a cancer. Trying to cure something from the... You don't have the power. You haven't spent enough fellowship time with them. You have the authority, but you don't have the power. That was what was wrong with, with the disciples. They, they they knew they had authority, but they didn't have the power to cast this devil out. Jesus said, this can't come out by fasting and prayer. He wasn't saying there's a certain type of demon you gotta fast and pray to cast out. What he was saying, y'all guys been so busy working for God, you ain't been spending no time with God. Jesus fasted and prayed. He would Preach all day, but go into the hills and spend time with the Father. in prayer. That's what he was saying. Y'all guys haven't been spending time with the Father. So even though you have the authority, you're not rooted and grounded enough in the Word of God to deal with this devil. Praise God. Let's look at Job. We'll close with Job 14. Job 14. And look at verse 7 through 9. So the enemy... will do anything he can to keep you out of this word. The Bible talks about us and likens us to trees, trees of righteousness. You shall be like a tree. You know what? I I, I forgot about the scripture, but that's okay. I forgot about Jeremiah, but that's okay. Hmm. That is some good stuff, though i tell you what, let's go to Jeremiah. I might, I might let Job go. Both of, now I'll tell you what, we right there in Job. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do them both. For, there, for for there is hope for a tree. If it be cut down, it will sprout again, and tender branches therefore will not cease. Though the root wax old in the earth, the stalk therefore die. Yet at the center water, which is the word, it will bud again. You know, uh, and like a like a new plant. You know, it's almost like our lives is that tree. And what the devil will do is just take all your hope away. Just it's like cutting down a tree, you know. Mess up your finances. So-and-so went diagnosed with cancer. And it's like, oh my God, ain't no hope. Well, yes, it is. Put this up and amplify. You just need to get in the word of God, and that's why you need to stay and hear the word, because the water, the washing of the water, of the word will bring hope. There is hope for a tree if it's cut down and it will sprout again and tend to shoots and it will not cease. But there is no such hope for man. Keep going. Though the roots grow old in the earth. See, sometimes the the devil up here can mess with your stuff and and, and your fruit and your money and all of this. But guess what? You're rooted and grounded. It's stock, Even the stock dies in the ground. But as long as that, that root is there, that stump is there, that through the scent and breathing the water, the stump of that tree will bud and bring forth bow like a young plant. Notice he said that the breath of water, you know what he's talking about? The word of God. That's why we need to hear the word of God. Sometimes we feel like no hope. And I'm preaching, praise God, and you're like that stump, that tree that's been cut down, but you still got enough root in you. He said, if you just put a little water on it, and I've seen this happen, as long as that root is down, care if you did cut the tree down, it will grow back up. You've seen it. You've pruned bushes, and you say, oh, my God, it went down that note and the whole tree comes back. Why? It's not what's on top. It's the root system. Now, let's close. I, I will close with Jeremiah real quick. Jeremiah, Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 5 through 8. I'll just throw this in there. I hope y'all guys are getting something tonight. If anything, make sure that you make the word of God vital in your life because no roots, no fruits. We want all this stuff to change up here. But if you're not rooted and grounded, no root in itself, you're not going to see it happen. Thus said the Lord, curse be the man that trusted in man and made his flesh his arm, whose heart depart from the Lord." That's the key. He shall be like the heat of a desert, a bramble bush, back and forth with the wind. That's what a heat is. He shall not see when good come. You ain't going to see nothing good. He shall be he shall inhabit the poorest places in the wilderness and the salt land shall be and not inhabited. But blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord whose hope is the Lord is. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers who spread out her roots. See, those roots go deep. That tree near the river, if that river is 50 feet deep, then those roots are going to keep expanding. That's what meditating the word of God do. Meditating the word. you will be like a tree planted by the river. As long as that word and he said that spread out our roots by the rivers and shall not see when the heat cometh. And a leaf shall not be green. Excuse me, and our leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. I'm to talk about that. That's the pandemic. There are people churches that done dried up, finances done dried up, savings account done dried up. But he said, a person that's rooted and grounded, he said, you won't cease from yielding fruit. All I need is verse 8 in the Amplified. We'll close. Verse 8. He shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spread out of roots by the river. See, it's about no roots, no fruits. That's what, that, if that word of God is the water, as long as you, you, that root is going, you're meditating in that word, you'll take root downward, but bear fruit upward. He shall not see or fear. When heat, hard times come, pandemic, no money in the bank. They're saying that there's a recession in the land. He said, but this leaf will be green and it shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought, nor shall he cease yielding fruit. Glory be to God. Why? Because it's the root system is established. And even in a year of drought, even in a time, praise God. I don't know if I had a statement there, probably didn't. If I did put it up. Okay, a tree planted by the rivers will, we'll, we'll, there you go, near a river, it is going to bear fruit regardless of the conditions. And that's why people that was rooted in the ground, this pandemic has not affected me, this ministry at all. If anything, we've increased, we've grown in number, and people we're preaching to all over the world of the states. Why? Because I rooted and grounded in the word of God. A lot of pastors, this is a year of drought, churches closed down. There have been businesses closed down. Bank accounts dried up. But if you stay in the word of God, it's not what's out here in your root system. You stay connected to the vine, the root, then it will sustain you even during the pandemic. God bless y'all guys. We love you. We appreciate you.